This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Great. Uh, well, my name's Matt, and I look after Soul Survivor. Uh, I'm married to Emma, and we've got three children. First one in year 12. Uh, so uh, here we go. And uh, then one in year 10 and one in year 5. And I've uh, been working with Soul Survivor for the last 23 years. And what we do is what you saw is we run a camp for youth in April and one for young adults in August, send out teams during Sundays to different churches all around Central Coast, Sydney, uh, regional, rural, and um, we're here to, and, and we're here tonight to encourage you in your worship of God and a way that we say it, that it might be word, spirit, and action. That means with Jesus, for Jesus led by the Holy Spirit to do the actions of the gospel. So an idea of what that has looked like over the years is uh, one year we took our camp down to the Canberra region and we served in the different towns that are around there and one group went to a place called Yass. Ever been through Yass? No. Okay, well... Just outside of Yass is an even smaller town called Bookham. And we sent 20 teenagers to go and serve the church in Bookham. So they rocked up and they said to Bookham, what would you love us to do? And because we don't normally rock up to um, country towns and say, what would you like us to do? They had to have a little think about it. And in their little think about it, they thought, we know what we'd love to do. We would love you to paint our cricket fence. There were 3,500 white singular pickets around the oval that need to be repainted. And like good teenagers, they said, sure, we'll do whatever you say. So they went there and for three afternoons, three hours each afternoon, they went and painted 3,000, how many? 500 white pickets, the front, down the sides, and the back, and the top. And they did that because Jesus, whom you know, calls us that even if someone asks for a glass of water, do it. Even if someone asks for some bread or for some clothes, whatever is the thing that they need, let's try and help them. So this town needed that done. So they did it in three afternoons and there was rain and there was teenagerhood and they did it. They made it. And at the end of it, the local cricket club came and they put on a barbie. It's the way Aussies say thank you, isn't it? And they, they, they were just grateful to do it. A couple of years later, the fires turn up and across New South Wales and Australia and the fires just absolutely blitzed, as we know, so much of our land. And at Yass and Bookham, the fires came through. And the one place that the helicopter could land was where? At the cricket place, at the, at the cricket place, at the Oval. And why could they do it? Because it was the only place, that, because it had been recently painted, that they could see where to land the helicopter. And the locals remembered that some teenagers a couple of years ago, because of God, came and painted our fence. And I love that. I love that Aussies 
have the experience of young people caring about your needs and just doing it with joy. The other thing that I love too is that just heard about a month ago, some young people who were driving to the snow went, because you go past Yass and Bookham to get to the snow, and when they went there, they looked out and you can see the cricket oval. And they said to one another, Hey, you remember doing that? Yeah, that was pretty good, eh? Yeah. Why did we do that? Because of God. Can I, are you understanding what I'm saying? Because of Jesus. And it was just a moment in their life to encourage one another that, hey, that was encouraging to do that for someone else to help them in their need and shows that God cares. Over the years, there's been so many different ways that we've tried from, and some of, I've done some epic fails in trying to serve Aussies in just some really basic ways. My best one was light bulb giving. Uh, I just, with a group, small group of people, had, obviously it wasn't a great idea, but I just thought, hey, every house needs light bulbs, yeah? No. All right. I thought they did. And so a bunch of us go to Bunnings and grab a whole stack of light bulbs because I just wanted to find a way to serve people. And the team were just like, this is not going to work out. And we, t- we went house to house. And we just said, hey, want to give you a light bulb? And of course, Aussies just went, sure, all right, that's weird. All right. And, but they don't care, and, and off we went. But there was one comment that was made in the light bulb giving, which, which wasn't great, uh, but has stuck with me, and it was this. Someone said, this is kind of weird what you're doing, but we've always wondered what you guys do up in that building up there that you own. And if this is kind of what you do, that's okay. And I thought, that's nice. Wasn't it? Oh, okay. Well... As I said, it was, wasn't one of my better moments in life of, of serving the Lord. But in all of these things, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help young people, young adults, and the church to worship God in word, in spirit, in action, so that people experience the closeness of Jesus, know the fellowship and the friendship of the Holy Spirit, to see the actions of God happen. And it's uh, obviously these last... Well, not this year as much, but the last three years haven't been fun and they've been quite discouraging and hard and kind of not been, not been the best. And I know we don't like talking about it, but it has worn off a bit of enthusiasm, I think. And so tonight I've got a Bible reading. Are you ready, Sam? Could we put it up? A Bible reading from Psalm 85 to encourage you in. Psalm 85, verse 4 to 7. Restore us again, God our Saviour. Would you put away, please, your displeasure towards us? Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Tonight we want to encourage you that you can say to God, God, would you put a spark in me again for Jesus? God, would you again revive me, especially because I've got a bit, in the old people like to say, a bit humdrum, a bit average, a bit flat. And I would love again 
to have that joy and that rejoicing that you talk about in your word, would you do that again? And I'd love to unpack that a little bit here with you tonight. The first thing to say about it is just, and it's very, very simple, in God's word, we can ask God this. We can ask him to revive us. It's okay to ask God for things. I don't know what you're like at asking for things. I'm not that great. I would be that guy on the plane that when the masks drop and you're meant to put it on the other person. Uh, no, 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 that's the problem. You're meant to put it on you first, aren't you? I would be that guy who would have done the first thing and whacked it on the other person and just gone down. Not because, uh, Matt, that's so good of you. It's because I'm not that great at asking for things. When the birthday rolls around, I don't know what to ask for. Do you ever have that problem? No, okay. Uh, maybe it's a, you're getting old, when you get old thing. But I struggle to ask for things. And I want to encourage you and for you to encourage me, Matt, you can ask God for things. And you can ask God to bring back a spark, to bring back that joy, to bring back that hope, to give you that faith in him, especially after the last time that we've had. What is, how does God bring back that, uh, that joy? As we see in Psalm 85, Will you, in verse uh, 6, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord. How does God put a spark in you and a spark in me? What I love about this is that it's not about us revving ourselves up, but it's about receiving God's love. It's about receiving God's love. When I first heard about receiving God's love and that being a role of the Holy Spirit, I wasn't a major fan. I was 18. I was sitting in the back row in church and the preacher up the front did a three-week series on do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the love of God? And I was like, yeah, sure I do. You know, I've read the stories. I know about Jesus. You know, I, 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 I've heard about this, but deep down inside, I did know, I didn't know that God loved me, really. And I certainly didn't know the Holy Spirit. I'd heard about Jesus, kind of a heavenly father through the Lord's Prayer, but I hadn't heard much about the Spirit. So when the person was sharing about the Holy Spirit, I was sitting up the back going, oh, I don't want to do this. What didn't I want to do? I didn't want to get too enthusiastic for Jesus because my understanding of a spirit-led people is that they got a bit too joyful, a bit too happy-clappy, hands in the air, a bit of dancing, even the old flags. You ever had that experience? I, I, just, I didn't want to go there. I wanted to just be like this with God and have a great time, you know? But I did notice other people having a better time than me. Second week rolls around, preacher sharing about the Holy Spirit. I sit up the back and I go, no, I don't want to do this. What don't you want to do? I don't want to get weird. Because again, that's what I thought the Holy Spirit did. He made you get weird. Get too enthusiastic. Third week always happens. It's always the third day, the third week. Third week rolls around, talking about the Holy Spirit. Preacher at the front says, now, if you don't know the Holy Spirit like we're reading in the Bible, would you come up the front and we're going to pray for you 
And, uh, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. We're not admitting in this meeting that I need help. And we're not admitting that I need more of, of God. No, we're not doing that. And before I could get all of this justification out, I found myself at the front and kneeling. I don't know how I got from the back row to there, but I found myself there. And there at the front, I'm like, oh, no, I'm a dead man. I don't know why we think like this in church, but it's kind of an oxymoron. But anyway, I'm going, this is not going to go well. I'm going to get, this is, I'm going to be weird now. And this beautiful older lady, a little bit kind of as old as Yoda, came out <laughs> from the back and kneeled next to me. And I thought, oh, sorry, Yoda's an old person in Star Wars. I don't, you know who he is? No? Okay. All right. Who's old in Marvel? No one cares. All right. Uh, this older lady comes out and, and she goes, okay, could I pray for you, Matt? And I went, oh, no, this is really not going to go well. I'm truly thinking all these horrible thoughts. And I said, yes, you can pray for me. And she just said this beautiful, sweet prayer, got up, walked back to her seat. I'm left there at the front. And nothing weird happened until a couple of weeks later the preacher said hey we're having a prayer meeting before church anyone wants to rock up would you come along it's about 10 to 6 service was at 6 I found myself going to a prayer meeting no one goes to them do they let's talk honestly hey who wants to come to a prayer meeting do you ever do that one uh, I went, I found myself at a prayer meeting. Even worse, I was enjoying it. Now, this was really weird for me. I really liked Jesus. I really liked God, but I didn't like his meetings. I found them really boring. Anyway, I find myself in this prayer meeting, and people are going, hmm, yes, God. Yeah, yeah. This was an Anglican church, too. And, and they were doing all these noises, and I was I was like, I want to join in and get a bit enthusiastic for God. So I gave it a crack. You know, someone said, God, we just, I'm I'm making it up now because I can't remember. But, you know, something like, God, we prayed it all. The high school will come to Jesus. Yeah, Mm, that's good. (laughs) I was getting a bit enthusiastic. I didn't know it at the time. Then about a month after that, we're singing in church. The song says, lift up your hands. No one, lifts up, no one does what it says. But it said, lift up your hands. And I thought, sure, hands go up. And I wasn't thinking. But I was joining in with other people. Even worse, person gets out the front of a couple of months after that and says, hey, we run this thing called a beach mission. I like surfing. And do you want to come to Kayama? And we're going to share about Jesus And I was like, eh, I don't know what that means. But I like surfing. I go to this thing called a beach mission, a camp at Kayama, and you would go out in the afternoon on your surfboard, I kid you not, and you had to paddle out the back in between sets and talk to surfers about Jesus. Can you imagine what that was like? It it was horrible. (laughs) It was absolutely disgusting. I'm just, just... I'm tired. Um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great. I didn't enjoy it. But when I look back now, when I look back now 
at seeing the way that the Holy Spirit, who is beautiful and wonderful and lovely and life-giving and just wants you to know that you're loved, that's a pretty good thing. When I found out that I needed to stop being a buffhead and say, God, I would love you to love me, and I would love your Holy Spirit, who I really don't know what you're talking about, but I would love all of you, God. I trust you, Jesus. And I would love you, Holy Spirit. I found myself enjoying God. I found myself being revived by his love. But I truly didn't know about his love until I found myself up the front with an older lady saying just a prayer for me and then watching God love me and grow me and mature me. And still today, I like God's prayer meetings. I like sharing about Jesus. I've had many mistakes. I've had many faux pas. You can imagine it. I like putting up my hands. I like putting my hands in my pockets. I like doing this. I'll kneel. I'll have a... I, I hate dancing. But I'll give it a crack if like, you know, if that's just something unto God to bless in, and just enjoy Him and His presence... Why all of this? Because this is what I understand what happens when you let God love you. When you let God love you, you relax. You get free. You don't mind praising him in front of your mates. In front of even the church. Because he loves me with his unfailing love. When I think about Jesus going down the front like I did, I think about him at his baptism. And it says in the public eye, he walked, and this is the King of Kings, this is the Son of God. He walked down the front of the crowd to do what was to be baptized. He did what he what was called to do receives the Holy Spirit, and what does the God the Father say? It's, it's in his word. What, is, what does God the Father say about his son at his baptism? This is my son whom I love and I am well pleased with. That's a pretty cool thing for God to say about his son. And that's what he says about us. Romans 5.5 5. God, God's love is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 19, Paul gives a prayer that you might know how high and wide and deep and long is the love of Christ. How do we be revived in our relationship with God? How do we get that spark? How do we move from being bored to being slightly less bored with God? How do we do it? We don't have to do much other than to receive God's love. And God can shout and call and show us through his son how much he loves us. And we can go, I respect you, God, for that. But God doesn't just want us to be in awe of what he's done. God wants us to receive what he's done, who he is, live in you through his Holy Spirit, through Jesus. Does anyone need God to spark more their relationship with God? Does anyone need 
more of God in their life. Would anyone like to know that God really does like you? He really does. I'll finish by sharing personally that even, I'm 51 now, I have to again every morning as I walk the black Labrador called Stormy, our dog, every morning I have to practice what I'm preaching, saying to you tonight, and say to God, God, as I'm walking, you love me. You do. You've chosen me. I'm one of your children. You did all of this for me. And this is my way of needing to accept what he's done. And as I believe what he's done, who he is, and that he loves me, I'm finding myself more at peace. I'm finding myself not really needing people to like my lame posts. I'm finding that I don't need to please others because at Jesus' baptism, how does God speak about his son? I'm already well pleased before he'd done anything. So NVBC, did I get it right? Yes? God has done everything he can do, and he'll do more, but he's done everything that he can do to show you that he loves you heaps. And if you will open up your heart and receive again tonight that he loves you heaps, you might go to next week's prayer meeting. Or you just might smile. Not that you haven't been, but that you might more. Not because you have to hype yourself up, because what? He loves you. He really does. Amen. If you would love that, if I can speak like this, there is a burning coal inside of you. There, there, there is a, a small fire inside of you, but you would love to ask God to know his love more and to allow the Spirit of God to fill you afresh here tonight. God, we want to say thank you tonight that we can say to you, would you please revive us again? We thank you that every day we can say, God, would you revive us from being flat? Would you revive us from the discouragement? Would you revive us from anything that is getting us down? God, would you revive us from just giving out so much and we're just running on, on just feels like on an empty tank. God, we say here tonight that we don't need another movie. We don't need another holiday, even though that they're great. We need you. We need your love. We need you. So Lord, would you come and meet with us now in this, in this moment? Let's let God revive us. Amen.
This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.